0: Hey, how's it going? It's Keith Townsend, principal of the CTO Advisor. I'm here with my partner, Dan Newman, CEO of the Futurum Group. In case you missed it, CTO Advisor,
1: now part. now part of the Futurum Group. Yeah, I got I to figure out how we do this, though, or it's easier for you because you're like, I'm Keith Townsend, CTO yeah. Advisor. But like, I want you to put the little underscore. Maybe you can do one of those little video pop ups that when you say it, it goes
0: part of the Futurum Group. That, you know what? It's, it's, you said it and it's done.
1: And by the way, I couldn't be happier to have you.
0: You know, I couldn't be happier to hear we, uh, the reaction from the market has been exceptional. All our combined customers are excited. They're eager to do more business with us, eager to get more advice. It's been exciting, right?
1: It has been really exciting. I mean, it's taken us on this journey all the way to beautiful... Uh, sun setting in Barcelona as <laughs> so you see us squinting a little bit. We uh, were chasing daylight, but uh, it has been great. It's been good to be here. You know, uh, I honestly was heading over to Barcelona to spend some time with you, but mm-hmm. also uh, expecting to be here on the other end of a closed transaction where uh, VMware was going to have been acquired by Broadcom and I was going to see the new VMware by Broadcom and uh, I got to be candid. I came and um, ended up being a little different than I expected because now we have VMware in limbo of being acquired you by Broadcom, um, and it's been a super interesting uh, set of conversations I've had with friends, uh, some of the people you've introduced me to, some of the people I've worked with and, and partners, uh, but I'd say it's a worthwhile trip.
0: You know, it has been a worthwhile trip. You know, you, you usually speak at the CEO level, uh, no lower than a CIO, I would say. Yeah and I operate you know CIO down and I've gotten a chance to introduce you to some of my folks in the community the reactions have been pretty good yeah. People are like, hey, this guy actually does know a little bit of something about technology other than talking to all of the big fancy CEOs. Well, I, I, I got to uh, meet Hot Tom for the first time, which was really cool. Yes. I was surprised at how well he understands the problem space uh, and how VMware by Broadcom will address the problem
1: space. He, he seems to have a clear vision, which is always a good thing. Sometimes simple is powerful and if you kind of look at the ethos of the way that Hawks runs the software companies he's acquired post acquisition, he simplifies that. He likes flat organizations. He likes not having a lot of managers with very small teams. He he looks at, uh, for efficiency. He looks at numbers and metrics, but he also, you know, if you heard the way he explained it here both on the main stage and and if I you know from what you've told me a little bit, um, he's kind of come up with the kind of pillars of messaging He's not gonna kind of buy into some of the quote, like kind of press headline stuff. And he's saying, look, we're gonna put our heads down. We're gonna get to work. We're gonna um, go out and we're gonna win our customers by focusing on the best products in the portfolio. We're gonna try to find a way to keep the best people here that fit within the plan. And you know, whenever you make these kinds of, you're never gonna get it all right. Right. But the early indications, and I've said this from the beginning, you and I have had talks about it for now a year. Um, I've said from the beginning, this will be more successful than people. Probably a lot, than a lot of the naysayers thought it would be. You know, doing some of the analyst sessions,
0: some of the pushback was well, what about VMware customers leaving VMware? And hot, you know, he he, he had a pretty visceral reaction to the question, but overall he reacted to what I've been hearing from customers. Customers have fast forwarded their uh, uh, true ups with VMware and and they're trying to lock in uh, permanent ironclad contracts over the next three, four years to be locked into the VMware relationship. And if you, anything it validates Hawks approach to acquiring VMware, the strength of the brand, VMware's position in the industry. So, you know, we've talked about some of this forward. What's your, you know, it may not be VMware by Broadcom, but do you have any changed outlooks after this short couple of
1: days at VMware? First of all, what what if they lower the price? All these people, you know, no one's ever even considered the fact that you know there could be enough efficiencies that they could actually create a more price effective vsphere maybe pouring resources into uh tanzu i mean i'm being a little yeah, provocative yeah, i right. don't see that as the outcome but it would be interesting all these people that ran to lock in these bigger contracts and then it's and like, oh, like oh, i could have
0: gotten it you know, cheaper yeah. you know this
1: isn't uh singular where you get to roll your minutes over i'm sure the contracts are pretty like you said ironclad um you know i think uh there's a couple things that are gonna happen now either way. I mean, one is there's no undo button on a lot of the actions that have taken place. Yes. So the personnel and the leadership in the future look of this company is gonna be different. And I do still have a strong belief that the deal will get done. Um, I have no specific insight to that. And if I did, I wouldn't talk about it. But um, the deal is also going to be able to take advantage. I think this whole private AI is a really smart strategy I think public cloud companies are going to dominate the, the workloads. Mm-hmm. And in the long run, they're going to be more and more focused on Kubernetes, on portability of workloads, and they're going to try to centralize. Now, they're not great at multi-cloud. It's actually really interesting. I talked to Matt Hicks yesterday at Red Hat, um, the CEO of Red Hat. Right. And you know, he was actually kind of saying that, like the one thing about the, the public cloud companies, they're all good at kind of workloads on their cloud. So there is still a real need for this. I'd also say though, is that VMware, um, you know, there is a, longer term the choice between, you know, virtualization and, 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 and Kubernetes is gonna be substantial in the sense of, you know, can VMware establish the same kind of trusted leadership in multi-cloud for the Kubernetes side, the Tanzu side that it's been able to create with vSphere? That would make it a very powerful company. Um, having said that, that's the thing is the current administration has not been successful, the current leadership has not really been successful. Um, but Hawk seems committed to it. Um, and people wondered about that, but you know you saw today, uh, you had a chance to hear from the new GM of Tanzu. You know, there are some people that have even said maybe he's going to get rid of it altogether, and that doesn't seem to be. No, he's actually built the four
0: different BUs. There's uh, Edge, there's Core Compute VCF, or Cloud, as they call it. There's the Network BU, and then there's the App BU. And when I challenged them on why are they building these silos, they pointed back to Hawk's comment of it being all about VCF having a cloud platform that you can then have these three other add-ons. So it doesn't matter where a customer comes into the conversation, it all leads back to VCF and VMware's ability to replicate what the cloud providers do anywhere. So I think they've, like you said, they, there's, there's, the bell can't be unrung the changes in the organization are going to be permanent and they're going to resonate throughout the rest of the industry. And VMware has kind of uh, laid down a gauntlet. Ironically, they bought up OpenShift, they bought up IBM AI on OpenShift on VCF. So uh, VMware is leaning into the uh, application space into the AI space into the edge and using their assets, at least their core assets to the best of their ability. And
1: I'm glad you called that out because I think the IBM partnership's really great. There's a nice hedge there with OpenShift. Right. Um, You know, I I, I don't fully understand, I guess other than the kind of like merchant silicon, you know, AWS says, well, we build a chip for AI, but we also sell NVIDIA's. I guess maybe to some extent, VMware says, look, you know, we have a huge customer base and some of them are going to want to use Red Hat, you know, and, you know, and by the way, they all want to do AI. They, there's a huge, like I would absolutely
0: say there's, I can say this with some confidence, that there's more OpenShift on VCF than there is Tanzu on VCF. Yeah. So uh, customers want what they want, and Hawk and team are delivering what customers, what they believe customers want, and there's no, no, uh, nothing bad in that.
1: 69 billion in spend, there's no way they can walk away from it. So a prediction, you know, besides the fact that I still believe the deal is gonna get done, is uh, the value return to Wall Street, to investors, and actually to customers, is gonna outperform by a pretty large, mag, uh, large amount, what the expectations were 18 months ago when this deal yeah. came out.
0: Someone asked me if VMware still matters, and I said, uh, they matter about $69 billion worth. Matters to, matters to me. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take just a little bit of it. <laughs> I'll take just a little bit of it as well. If you want to learn more about the CTO Advisor, now I'm part of the Futurum Group, you can visit either website. We're continuing the integration. You'll see more collaborations like this. The Thectovisor.com, FuturumGroup.com. You want to follow me, I'm at CTO Advisor on Twitter. Dan? At Daniel Newman, UV. Don't ask why there's a UV at the end, but it's there. Talk to you next CTO Advisor studio.